0: Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: My name is Joe DiBiase. I very much appreciate the Yahoo NHL Twitter account for their name of random insert player here. Yesterday was random goalies. I went with Manny Fernandez.
0: <laughs> and I'm Jordan Hanskin. I will add Olaf list.
1: The list of random goalies. Yeah. Is he random enough?
0: Olaf Colton. How about okay, Manny Legacy?
1: That now we're talking. I mean you you <laughs> stole a Manny. Manny Fernandez. who's the all time Manny in the NHL? Is it Manny Fernandez or is it Manny Legacy? I got Probably plenty Legacy, of these actually.
0: though. Ron Tugnut.
1: <laughs> Ron Tugnut is good. I got I got uh, I got David, I got all these in my arsenal. David Abisher.
0: Oh my. He's Martin good. Gerber.
1: And uh, this is, by the way, the Locked On Sabres podcast. First random Sabre goalie that comes to mind for me would be Michael Telquist.
0: <laughs> I got to go with the great uh, Anders Nielsen. <laughs>
1: Sabres traded a pick, a draft pick for him. Um, and this is the Locked On Sabres podcast. We've been away for a week. I've been on a little bit of a trip, um, but we, in, you know, it's still a pretty slow time for the Sabres. We didn't have any big breaking news over the week, but we did have some news in the past day uh, that we will talk about here on today's episode pertaining to Sam Reinhart and pertaining to Linus Olmark. And before we get into the contract details, It's interesting now that the Sabres have a long list of players on a one-year contract. That includes Eric Stahl, that includes Taylor -Taylor Hall, it now includes Elias Allmark and Sam Reinhart. Uh, If you want other guys that are going to be restricted free agents, although I guess Reinhart will be that as well, Henry Okiharu is going to need a contract, Rasmus Dahlin is going to need a contract. You're going to have no goaltenders under contract after this year. The Sabres are really going all in to win this season.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I'm happy about it. I think that it's long overdue. Um, And I actually think the deals that they made are pretty fair overall.
1: Yeah, I do too. And we'll get into those here. Um, We'll start with Sam Reinhardt because he's the bigger name here. He is the guy that was more interesting in terms of what his contract was going to be in terms of the term and the annual cap hit. And it came in, I think everyone was expecting a shorter-term deal, although there, of course, was a good chance that he was going to sign a monster contract for seven or eight years. But it sounded like it was trending towards something shorter. Now, I don't know if people had a one-year contract in mind for him. It works out better for the team, to me, than it does for the player. They maintain their control over his rights, as he will be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. And if they can really make a decision, I don't know if they should want to blow it up, but man, if it doesn't work this season, if they're not good, like we're already talking about Jack Eichel trade conversations this off if they're bad, again, that's going to get ratcheted up to an 11 and Reinhardt might be a guy that you're like, Hey, maybe we'll just trade him for somebody's first round pick and not resign him. So like Reinhardt, I don't think has to be here long-term. I think if they're good this season, I'd expect a contract extension. If they're bad, I think this could be the final season for Sam Reinhardt in Blue and Gold,
0: yeah, I could see that uh being the case as well, but i i don't I can't imagine they would blow it up is is trading Reinhardt blowing it up? I think it, that's a shake up, but I wouldn't call it
1: blowing it up. blowing it up is trading Eichel.
0: yeah, and I don't
1: see them doing that. no, I don't either, so maybe're right the,
0: they will have up. like they they'll lose the base, they'll lose the fan base,
1: yeah. So maybe shakeup is a better way to put it. Um 5.2 million. What do you think in terms of the cap hit there? I thought it was going to be higher than that. There are a I lot of comparables it. that are higher. I'm not sure he was worth higher. I I don't I think 5.2 actually is very fair for what he is as a player, but I do th- I thought it was going to be higher more so because of what the comparables have been. Yeah,
0: I mean he's he's not a bad player. He's a good player. Strong player, probably ideally on a second line. Um but a good a good top six forward, probably a average to not so great first line winger. But yep. he's good. He's good at a lot of things. He does a lot of things right. And uh, I think I'm very surprised that they were able to you know retain the RFA status on him. I think that that's an extra boost. But I think the contract is very team friendly. I was fearing the worst he had a great year, played alongside Eichel again, and I thought that he was going to go to arbitration and probably win. And, uh, you know, good on him, I guess, for giving the team-friendly a deal. I, I was surprised. I thought he would try to, you know, get all the money that he could. But uh, you right. know, I'm, I was really pleased when I saw that
1: number and the term.
0: Because now he gets to prove it again.
1: And, he's uh, you know, he's betting on himself. I was going to say he's betting on himself here. Because if he comes out and he has – I mean, he had a 65-point season two years ago. This past year, he had 50 points, but only in 69 games, so on pace for another 60-plus-point season, or at least thereabouts. If he puts up a third straight season where he's around a 60-point pace, then I think it's going to be hard not to give him more than you even would have this season just because there's there's more sample size of him being that player. Now, that's dependent, I think, on him playing with Eichel. Because I think we maybe are both in agreement here that part of the reason he can put up seasons with 60 plus points is because he's playing with Jack. Whereas if you bump him down to a line that I think fits his skill set more with Eric Stahl and Jeff Skinner, not to say that he wouldn't have help because Eric Stahl, Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhart is a darn good second line. It's talented. So it's not like he's being left by himself. But I don't see him getting to 65, 70 points playing without Jack Eichel.
0: Um, 70.30. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it either. Um, but if he finds his way onto that Hall Eichel line,
1: then and he could be a he's monster. cooking.
0: He could have like 90.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I, I think he'll definitely be third of the three. Um, but you know, he might, he'll rack up those secondary assists. No problem.
1: Yeah, or just deflections in front of the net, or rebounds. Like, yeah, he yeah. he doesn't have to do a whole lot to put up numbers on that line. We're both in agreement, though. We'd rather we'd rather see Victor Olison play with like Olin Hall.
0: I would. Victor. I'd be tempted even to put Hall on line too. I've thought a lot about yeah. it. Like, yeah, I, well, I would be too. I was well, watching highlights of Jack and Skinner is so good with him.
1: Yes, I know <laughs>
0: he's so good with Jack, and I feel bad for. Well, I just think like Skinner. Skinner probably needs Jack whereas mm-hmm. Taylor Hall might need him less. But I yeah. think that Taylor Hall signed here with the under the impression I, I bet there was a promise made and For I sure. imagine that Taylor Hall is going to be playing with Jack on <laughs>
1: No doubt. Ralph Krueger's talked about it. Um, Kevin Adams has talked about it, that Hall is going to play with Eichel. And I wonder if the coach even has the authority to say, hey, this isn't working. We're going to put you down on line, too. I wonder if that even is in the cards because, right, Hall comes here. Why? Why does Hall come here on a one-year deal for $8 million? He's trying to cash in. He didn't mm-hmm. like the way the market looked this season because a lot of teams are dealing with financial trouble and not everybody was able to just dish out a monster free agent contract. So he didn't like the environment. He signs on to play with Jack Eichel for a year. Why? To boost his numbers and then to cash in on free agency next season. So if you tell him a week into the season, if he hasn't scored a goal that, Hey, we're putting you with Eric Stahl. I mean, you would think that he would have some say in like, no, that's not happening. Cause the only reason I came here was to play with Jack. So, I wonder how much authority the coach even has to make that move. But I think you're right. Like in an ideal world, like if they were to sign him long-term tomorrow, I wouldn't play him with Michael. They're both puck generate. They're both puck control players that create their own scoring chances. And it's great to have two of those guys on the same line, but I might only have two of those guys total. And to put them on the same line to me is kind of wasting a little bit of that. So I, I like the fit with Hall down and then keeping Reinhardt with Eichel, but um, I just don't think it's going to happen because of the nature in which Hall came here. Uh, last thing on Reinhardt, did you see that the Sabres Twitter account listed him as a center?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But they, but he's not. <laughs> but we don't know that. What do you mean he's not? We don't know that he's not. I mean, by def- by by how much he's played thus far in his career, okay. I would say he's not. Um we don't know that he can't do it if he plays center then he gets to be centered let's just leave it at that
1: if i um well i we obviously know if you've heard me in this podcast at all that i want to see him play center but they have a, they have a setup now on their roster where with with the depth they have in the top six like even before, like last year, I thought about, I think a line I always floated out there was Reinhardt, Skinner, and Oposo. Um, the Sabres really were always lacking that six, top six forward last season. So whoever you were going to stick with Reinhardt, was o- along with Skinner, was always going to be, you know, you would, would like to do better. This year, though? I don't know. Maybe you throw stall on the wing. It's, it's harder this year to make the case for him playing center because stall exists and Dylan cousins also exists. So like you have, you should have more options than what you had before. I just, I'm so curious. I'm so curious to see what it looks like to see if he's capable of doing it. Um, And at the end of the day, I think we were mostly poking fun at that, uh, that tweet from the Sabres. Um, It was probably just someone in the PR department writing that tweet that, looked him up and he is listed on the roster and he's listed, you know, hockey reference. He's any set you go to, he's listed as a center and that's because he came into the league as a center, but you know, right. Anyone that's watched the Sabres would know that he's a right winner. Um, so, that there it is on Reinhardt one year 5.2 million he is in the fold for the next season the Sabres also brought back Linus Allmark on a one-year deal for 2.6 million we'll talk about that in just one second but first Built Bar is back more deliciouser than ever 18 amazing flavors six of them new caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp all just added to go with your 12 original flavors all bars are 100% covered in chocolate soft and easy to to chew and they're great for the healthy conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for keto diets as well right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on you'll get 20% off your next order use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast at Sneaky Joe WGR for myself, at JR Hanskin for Jordan. Linus Allmark signs a one year deal for $2.6 The context, the background on how this came about the day before, which Sunday, I believe, that the news came out. Saturday, we found out from Elliot Friedman that the arbitration hearing, which was scheduled for Allmark, um, had been set in terms of the asking. For the Sabers, the Sabers were asking for Allmark to come in on a 1.8 million dollar per year deal. Allmark was asking for 4.1 million. That is one of the wider gaps I've ever seen uh, when it comes to a player with arbitration. I mean, the Sabers thought he was less; he was worth less than half of what Allmark and his agent thought that he was worth. It comes in at 2.6 million, somewhere around the middle there. And I'm actually a little surprised it went this low and that Allmark settled for it being this low because. A neutral arbitrator was going to rule on that contract, and if you look at the comparables for Allmark, Alex Georgiev is one name that just signed this offseason with the Rangers, that a lot of people thought he was going to get north of $3 million. I think he's worth north of $3 million. If you look at a lot of the advanced metrics on Allmark's season last year, he wasn't an elite goaltender, but he was definitely at least a middle-of-the-pack starter. And a middle of the pack starter in the NHL to me should go for three million to three and a half million bucks. So it's not a big difference. Um, but that's that was my take on the two point six million. What about you?
0: Um, yeah, I'm surprised that they settled. But I'm don't you get the vibe that players just don't want to go to arbitration? It's a very awkward it over with. situation. Well, I think like well, I saw on Twitter like someone's like, you don't you, <laughs> How many jobs do you have? Your boss just talk about how bad you are. yeah that's right like your boss is out there like this guy stinks because of this 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 and this Mm that's why i didn't deserve what he wants um i imagine that players just don't want to deal with that and he's like i'll take the million off and you know bet on myself again it's another bet on yourself type move um all marks betting that hey i can be the franchise goalie here um and he's gonna take a shot on himself i think the sabers team is built better um Mm -hmm. Defense is kind of the same. They're average, but I think there's a lot of promise up front, especially with Daleen and Yogi Haru just getting another year older. Um yeah. uh but yeah, I think that he should feel he should feel excited that he's gonna get a little bit more goal support offensively, and I think that he should be happy to be. He's the incumbent starter. And uh right now I don't think he has much of a threat from Hutton. Uh, he has a little <laughs> bit of stuff going. He has a little bit of uh, danger going on, waiting in the wings, waiting in the system. Um, but right now, this is his team, so he should be—he should definitely be happy about being here.
1: For Olmark, I do like it because, right, this is this is the best opportunity in the NHL for him. Like, he is not going to go anywhere else. To me, and have the opportunity that he'll have to be the start starting goalie, because like I snickered when you said Hutton is his only threat. Like the guy who can't see is gonna is gonna start over you. Like that <laughs> that seems hard to believe. If, if
0: I see Hutton though with like rock specs on next year, I might be
1: like, <laughs> oh man, look at this guy. Look out! Goggles, yeah. Carter Hutton with some goggles under the helmet. I mean, um, why can't he? Yeah, I bet they fog but, up. <laughs> I I think Allmark... I think Ulmer should be in line for 60-plus games. Like, I really think that gives the Sabres the best opportunity to win. I think, really, if you look at it, the only way I think this team makes the playoffs this season is, one, they really need a, I mean, they need to the hit on a lot of these free agent additions, and Eric Stahl needs to come through, and Taylor Hall needs to play in an elite level. Like, They need a lot of other stuff to happen. But I think, in turn, what needs to happen for this team to be a playoff team this year, given that they're going forward with Ulmer and Hutton as their net, they need Ulmer to basically show out. Like, they need him to play 60-plus games, and they need him to be at least what he was last season, which is a middle-of-the-road starting goalie in the league, or he needs to have a career season in that, and some other stuff on the team maybe doesn't go right. Like, I think I think Allmark is next to Eichel and Daleen and Hall. Like, I don't know how many more players I would name before I'd get to Allmark in terms of how much they impact whether this team is good. Because the other thing with Allmark versus those other guys is – we know what the alternative looks like. At least we think we do. And if you've got to turn to Carter Hutton to play night in and night out, if Allmark either is struggling or goes down with an injury like he did last season, like I would just have no confidence in this team at all to do anything if Carter Hutton is their starting goalie. So I think a ton rides on Allmark this season.
0: Yeah. I'm, I was just thinking about like the schedule this year. Is he going to be able to play 60 games? Like, is a player going to be able to do that? I imagine they're, if I was the NHL, I would well, imagine that there's going to be a lot of, like, series, like a weekend series to avoid, like, a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I you're mean? Right. Like, I think it's going to be, like, kind of baseball style.
1: Like, you're I can right. see the Bill- Sabres
0: playing, like, the Leafs, like, three in a row.
1: Something yeah, like Bill Bill Foley from Vegas, the Golden Knights owner, said a couple weeks ago that a reason that they are keeping Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury is that he thinks they're going to be playing four or five games a week in a tight, jam-packed schedule to get them done by June because NBC has the Olympics and the league wants to get back oh, to an October through June schedule or calendar. So yeah. if they're playing four or five games in a week, you might be right. Like, Allmark probably won't have – be, maybe he won't have the chance to play 70% of the games just because he would just you would just gas him out by doing that. But that's another reason why I just I can't believe they're bringing Hutton back as one of their goalies. Yeah,
0: I mean I'm hoping
1: that well
0: I don't even know who is available. Like
1: Uka is probably way too and, you young. Know, He's Ryan not ready. Miller. Brian Miller's still out there. Get him back.
0: Duh. Sign me up for that. I, I'm Hutton. in.
1: I wish I may, you know what? Maybe. I don't think he wants
0: to come back, though. I think he likes
1: living on the coast. I agree with that. But he has said in the last couple of weeks he still wants to play. And it doesn't seem like the Ducks are offering him a contract. The Kings have goalies. So I don't know what his opportunity looks like to play in Southern California. The Sharks traded for Devin Dubnik, so that's not going to work for him. If he really wants to play, I I thought about that, too. Like He's not going to want to come back to Buffalo because his family is on the West Coast. And that was part of the reason he moved out there, right? But if the league goes back to a bubble format and he's going to be in one of those two cities and like, it doesn't matter. Like he's going to be in a bubble and he can't see his family anyway. I know that sucks, but if that's the nature of what you're signing up for, then I don't think it matters that like that it's Buffalo and that it's so far from, from his family, because you're going to be in the bubble regardless. And if I'm Ryan Miller, like that's that's where I, when you want to wrap up your career, one more year here, splitting time with Lena Solmark, so I'll just throw that out there. I don't think it's going to happen. I would bet he signs with the team. He's definitely, to me, the best goalie left on the market. Um, but like, that's the only name I could come up with. Otherwise, you're right. Like, it's, there's, no, there's no clear definitive upgrade over Hutton other than that.
0: Yeah, because I'm just thinking the system, I don't think the guys are ready yet. No. I don't think they're developed enough. So it's, it's all Mark's team, and uh, pray to God uh, Hutton went to the eye doctor.
1: <laughs> That's right. um Allmark, by the way, one year, 2.6. If he did have a career season, uh, I would probably, if I would tell you a year from now, if he has a career season, I'm going to be banging the drum to not resign him, especially with Uka Lucan in the wing. So it might be a big year for Allmark contract wise. I don't want the Sabres signing him to big money, though, if he comes out and balls out. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting to see what, because neither of those guys are Kevin Adams'
1: guys, right? Allmark so, was a Darcy be- draft pick, actually.
0: Yeah, so it'll be it would be very interesting to see what Kevin Adams
1: does with it.
0: Yeah. Um, what he likes about the goalie group, what he doesn't. Um yeah, it, it's interesting. Overall, I have a very positive attitude towards Kevin Adams right now though.
1: All right, between the two, this might, might be even an easy question, but I had it written down. Who's more likely to sign long term with the Sabres eventually? Linus Allmark or Sam Reinhardt? Reinhardt. I Reinhardt think. for sure.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um just because I don't think there's uh
1: there's not a,
0: there's not a, like Reinhardt's very, very, very good. And Allmark is solid. I would, I would use the adjective solid to describe Allmark. He's decent. um, But like, I don't think, I think decent just has a less likelihood of remaining on a team than good.
1: Yep. 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 All right. Well, uh, I think I agree with that. Reinhardt's more likely. The other thing, like you mentioned earlier, like it's not a blow up if you trade Sam Reinhardt. If you trade Reinhardt, it might lead to a blow-up because we've talked about it. Like Eichel's not going to be happy if you trade his best bud. I, I hate so, this. I
0: hate it so much. I, I, I like, know you do. We're like at the whimsy of friendship.
1: <laughs> like, it's just, it
0: drives me crazy.
1: It's literally but, like when Patrick Laleem was the Sabers' backup goalie because Ryan Miller liked him.
0: I, 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 that's not a way to build a team.
1: No, but right. Luckily,
0: he does put the puck in the net and stuff. So
1: I'll let it yeah. slide a little bit. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Reinhardt and Allmark this season. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Today's episode, we'll have Victor Olofsson news to talk about shortly. He's got an arbitration hearing coming up in the coming days. The only other Sabres RFA at this point is Lawrence pilot. And that might be a while. Cause he's overplaying in the KHL and he announced on Instagram a couple months ago that like he's time for new beginnings. I'm going overseas. So I still think part of that is negotiation that he's trying to get the Sabres to give him a one-way contract, but maybe not. So the pilot situation might last for a long time. So Victor Olofsson will be something that we'll have to talk about coming up shortly. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SneakyJoeWGR, at Hanskin, also on Twitter at LockedOnSabres. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the LockedOn Podcast Network.